looked at the date of the last podcast I did, and it was the middle of April. So things have definitely changed. I made a decision, and it was sort of a strange thing the way it came about because I'd been mulling over going back to South Africa and you know the financial side of things obviously it makes sense for me to do that but on the other hand I'm leaving everybody here so it's been that back and forth and back and forth and that is still going on but I made the decision because I had a Google alert on the flight to South Africa and it popped up in the morning and it said your flight to South Africa is $400 less than it was and I thought oh my goodness this is a sign so I booked it on September the 29th so that's the plan for the moment and it's it's very scary in one way And I think back to when I was a kid, well, a a very young woman, or just a lot younger than I am now. And it was so easy to make these decisions. It was like, oh yeah, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. And now I'm second guessing myself over and over and over. And at one stage, before I booked the flight, my friend Sue, who Um, I'm hoping to be able to share a place with in South Africa had a huge medical scare and so she wasn't able to leave to go back when she thought she was going but she says she's still going so I you know I don't know and so that was like ooh, you know if I go back all these things all these things coming up in my mind but she is still planning to go And of course, the big draw there is there is this community, which is something that I really don't have around here. I mean, I have friends, but they're scattered. Everybody's so scattered. You know, they're friends in Washington, there's family in Montana, there's friends in Santa Barbara, there's friends in San Diego, there's friends in Newport. Everybody's scattered, they're not a group where you can just say, eh, let's go out to coffee, or something like that. And that is part of the draw of going back there. But just the thought of making that decision, and it's such a, it feels so permanent to me. And maybe that's because of my age, which, hey, you know, I'm not getting any younger, and who knows how much longer I've got, really. Most people don't know how much longer they've got either, but it just feels more in my face now than it used to. And so it's it's a difficult decision to just go. And Janet has said, you know, that what I'm going back and forth with is this second-guessing myself. Will it be okay? You know, I have to sell my car here. I have to get a car there. You know, will I find a place to stay that I like? Will Sue and I get on? All the stuff, which in the past never bothered me. It was just 
uh, you just do it and go on to the next thing. And it was a hell of a lot easier doing it that way, I must say. But Janet said, don't look at it as a permanent thing. Just look at it as another step. And maybe, you know, after six months, it's going to be like, well, yes, I like it. I love it. I hate it. Whatever. And then I can change it. I can come back here and figure out a way to live here, which, of course, is a huge issue, especially in Southern California, where it is so damn expensive to live. So anyway, that's the big, big change from last time um, that I was doing this. And... I am currently at a house sit in Encinitas and I'm taking care of a lovely black lab, a chocolate lab, um, a youngster who goes to doggy daycare (laughs) three days a week um, and her sister lives just up the road so they get to play a lot so that gets rid of a lot of her energy because she is just going constantly. But one of the nice things about being here is the peace and quiet, which is something that I talked about in the last podcast, how noisy the house is where I've been staying. Here, it's just, there's no no noise. There's an occasional car drives by, you know, and you'll hear a siren off in the distance, but it's not that constant airplane flight noise overhead and the other thing is the the place I'm staying in San Diego it's a lovely old house but my roomie is a gatherer a collector there is not a single clear space anywhere The walls are loaded with memorabilia and photos and artwork and stuff and every flat surface is covered with stuff and everything is old and it's cluttered. It's it's hard to breathe. The room I'm in, I don't know if I said this on one of the other podcasts, I don't remember, but it's got a big bed, not a single, and the room's not that big. So it's got the big bed with big headboard and and you know, footboard, and at the end of that is a trunk, a big trunk. On either side of the bed are two good-sized nightstands. Against the wall under the window, there's like a dining table. Uh, it does fold up, but it's not small. And right next to that is an armchair and right next to that is a huge chest of drawers so you sort of wind your way into the room and that's what the whole house is like and it tends to get claustrophobic so being here is like a breath of fresh air the young couple who have the house are remodeling so The living room is basically empty. There's nothing on the walls. There's a TV, there's a couch, a giant big center island, and it has 
huge, you know, sort of bar stools around it. But that's it. And it feels so good. And it's the windows have got no coverings on them. So it's bright and it's light. And, yeah, I feel, I feel like I can breathe. The same sort of thing when I went to Betsy and Barry's to take care of Kobe when they were off on their honeymoon. Yes, they got married. Um, and the house is, obviously it has more stuff in it than here because, you know, it's they're not remodeling and they have all their things. And this young couple, are, I'm not, I don't know them really at all. So I don't know their history, but there's very little in the house. There's only one bed in the living room, in the bedroom, and the other two bedrooms are empty. So um, anyway, but up at Betsy and Barry's, it's the same feeling that you could breathe because you're not cluttered and closed in. So anyway. So it's it's a nice break to get here and be able to breathe and relax and um, just not feel so enclosed. <laughs> and so I've also been working very hard on the underwear site, and that is doing really well. I'm getting better and better at it and not having nearly as much customer service stuff as I had to do in the catch-up phase. Um, the other site, the girls' underwear is just sitting there. The software is, is really coming together now, so I'm feeling more confident with it. I've hardly done any promotion at all. Um, because I've sort of been focus, focusing on, on the other one, on the menswear one, because that's the one that's paying the bills. So I've been, I've been working hard at it. I really have. Um, learning really how it works and what works best for me and how to do it. I mean, it's, it's really pretty basic, but there are always things that, you know, have a glitch and then you have to figure it out. But... Um, yeah, so that's what I've been doing for the last six weeks. My next big decisions are I'm heading up to Washington and to Montana. And I haven't picked my dates yet, and I have to decide which way I'm going, whether I'm going to Montana first, then across the top over to Washington and back down, or going the other way. Either way, it's going to be a road trip of more than 3,000 miles. So it's not something to take lightly. And um, I'm going to be doing it on my own, which is never as much fun as if you're doing it with someone. And I don't have anybody who's got that much time or is free to take off and do it. So anyway, that should be... I'm trying to decide when I'm going to do it. Probably middle of June... I'll head out, heading either due north or northeast, depending on which way I decide to go. So that's my big, next big decision, and then I would come back down. I'd be back here sometime in August, um, so it'd give me a few weeks before I get on that plane to South Africa. 
So big things ahead. And uh, yep. So till next time. Cheers.